Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. put this very plainly we have to stop these shots and we'll talk to somebody who will tell us why that is the case next on the glenn beck radio program We are the Steve Day Show filling in for the Glenn Beck radio program here this morning. And as I said an hour ago, we came in off of our Christmas and New Year's break to smash some shibboleths of the damned. And one of those we're going to focus on this hour are the poisonous COVID jabs and why we have to stop these shots. And I will tell you, when I got into this line of work, I'm Steve Dace alongside my partners on the show, Totters and Aaron McIntyre. You can follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can subscribe to our podcast as well. That's D-E-A-C-E, where the show normally after Glenn here on Blaze TV. When March 16th of 2020 happened, I, I just, I, did, I didn't get into this business thinking I'd have to know or even know what it, what things like um, an, an infection fatality rate was. I'd not, you know, immunology, virology. I didn't understand these terms. I didn't know what it, I didn't know a T cell from a T bone. Okay. This is not what I thought I was going to get into this business to discuss when I got into it 20 years ago. And lo and behold, these are the terms I need to need to know because this is threatening to end our entire way of life in real time right this minute. And so when the vaccines arrived this time last year, or this time two years ago, we were still trying to defeat masks and lockdowns and all of that propaganda and all that psyop and all that nonsense. I didn't have time to go through a lot of the test information. And we just made a decision as a show. They're mass distributing these things. We're going to see in real time whether their claims measure up, right? And it didn't take long, only a few months for us to see, oh, side effects, adverse side effects. And looking back on it now, we probably should have assumed the same people that lied to us about masks and lockdowns and everything else were going to lie to us about this too. 
And yet here we are. One of the gentlemen who has been at the forefront of aggressively pushing back on these poisonous jabs and was rewarded with the blacklist for it is going to join us now. His name is Steve Kirsch. And Steve, we want to welcome you uh, from one Steve to another, the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Hope your family's having a great holiday season. Thank you for agreeing to come on here during the holiday break. We really appreciate it and the work that you've done over the last year plus, brother. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be here. Tell us a little bit about you. Who is Steve Kirsch and how did you become an enemy of the state? <laughs> um. I, I was a, a high-tech serial entrepreneur. I've started uh, six or seven companies, uh, had a couple of billion-dollar uh, market cap companies. Uh, COVID hit. Uh, I was locked out of the office because I was told, you know, not to come into the office and because you might spread COVID. Started looking around for how I could make a difference, and scientists said that I talked to uh, said that early treatment was the fastest, cheapest, and safest way to end the pandemic. So I started the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. Uh, We funded studies like fluvoxamine. And I also got vaccinated because the FDA said that this vaccine was safe and effective. And I still trusted the FDA, even though I didn't trust the NIH, I still trusted the FDA because the FDA has this long history of being, you know, just super picky about drugs that are approved. And, you know, I thought it was amazing that they had this new technology that they could deploy so fast. And I didn't, I didn't even bother to, to do the research on, on this. I just basically trusted what I was told. And I got um, the Moderna vax in, in March of uh, 2021. And I got, you know, two, two shots of that. And then about a month later, I got this message on Twitter um, from one of my followers, and she she asked me, "Is the vaccine safe?" And I said, "Of course it's safe. It's the the safest thing ever. I mean, we're assured by the authorities that they've never seen anything this safe." And and I said, "Why do you ask?" And she said, well, three of my relatives got the shot, and they died a week later, and they were perfectly healthy." And then I said, "Well, that's impossible. That's statistically impossible. It couldn't be the shots." And she said, "Yeah, but they're dead." And, you know, there's no way to come back from that. I mean, so I basically mentally filed it and said, that's weird. You know, that is just really strange. And then a week later, um, uh, uh, Tim Damroth, uh, who is uh, who cleans our carpets, um, came to clean our carpets and he shows up. He's wearing a mask and I'm giving him a hard time. I said, don't you know if you get the vaccine? that you don't have to wear a mask. And he said, well, I couldn't get the two shots because after the first shot, I had a heart attack two minutes after I got the shot. And he said that his wife also had Parkinson's uh, syndrome in, uh, for, for months after she got her shot in the arm that, uh, that they shot her with. And I'm going like, whoa, maybe... Uh, maybe I should look into this. Maybe I should look at the data. So I started looking at the, at the data and the best data, the best safety data is, is the VAR system because that's what the government spends tens of millions of dollars every year to maintain that. That's the 
early warning system to say something is wrong. And I look at that and <laughs> I said, man, this, this vaccine is the most unsafe vaccine uh, we've ever seen in, in VAERS. And I'm looking at the data and the data in VAERS is all super consistent. It's, it's like there is no way to explain this other than we have a very dangerous vaccine. Steve, so, pause for a second there. Tell our audience that doesn't know maybe what's VAERS. Oh, VAERS is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Uh, so if you have an adverse event, if you if you knew about the VAERS system, you could report it or your doctor is supposed to report uh, any kind of vaccine-related uh, injuries that, that might be vaccine-related uh, to the VAERS system. So there could be, re- so there are reports that are causal and there are, are reports that could be just there because it came along for the ride. So for example, if the vaccine killed people uh, from heart attacks and you had diabetes, it would show up as you're having diabetes in uh, the VAERS report, but it wouldn't say that you had diet. It would say that you had diabetes previously. So it wouldn't necessarily say you had diabetes after the shot. So what Ver- why VAERS is interesting is you can look at the reports and you can see, well, did the person have diabetes before the shot? Did he have diabetes after the shot? Was he well before the shot? Was what happened after the shot? So VAERS allows you to do that. And when you look at all these comparisons and you see what, what's happened uh, to people, it's uh, unexpl- it, 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 the only explanation that fits is that, 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 that this vaccine uh, is killing people and it's killing people on the order of uh, two per thousand injections. And that may not seem like a lot, but <laughs> there's been 13 thousand, billion know. injections or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, for, for the United States. So this is not based on injections. This is based on people. So okay. if you basically vaccinate with one or more doses, a thousand people, you should expect, and, and this is people of all ages. So this aggregate. Now, if you inject just older people, the death rates are much higher. But if you inject the entire population, a mix of an average population, you'll get about two deaths per thousand. So let me translate that. Okay, we've injected 250 million people in America. Two per thousand is 500,000 people that the U.S. government has killed. And, you know, I I get into debates um, with people who um, say, no, no, that's not right. But you see, they can't tell me. So if all of those death reports in VAERS was not caused by the vaccine, then what caused it? And I actually got on artificial sweeteners, Steve. That's the new one. Artificial yeah, sweeteners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, I got on with um, a guy who's a paid representative. His name is Drew. I don't know what his last name is because um, he has some sort of uh, pseudonym, I think. Uh, but he admitted that he's being paid by Pfizer, by sorry, by Moderna to uh promote the vaccine narrative that the vaccines are safe and effective. So I got onto this two hour discussion with him last night and it's recorded for everyone to see. And I'll be posting it later today on my Substack at stevekirsch.substack.com. But he basically said, Oh, well, all those deaths in virus are due to, to COVID. And I'm like stunned. This is a guy who is representative of Moderna saying in effect that there were no COVID deaths 
you know, virtually zero COVID deaths reported in VAERS in 2020. But in 2021, only associated with the COVID vaccines are there these 500,000 deaths. So what this guy is saying, and I don't believe him, but the Moderna rep is saying, no, it wasn't the vaccine that killed him. It was COVID. So essentially, he's saying that if you take the Moderna COVID vaccine, you will die from COVID. Yeah. So what's the now, point of even risking is, the vaccine? When, in other words, they just replaced one <laughs> lie with another. What's the point of risking the vaccine if it doesn't protect you from dying anyway then? No, it's, it's worse. It's actually going to kill you at a higher rate than COVID mm-hmm. would. I mean, he's basically, he basically admitted, we went on for two hours. He, he said he was an expert. He said it's impossible for the vaccine to kill you from the vaccine. But he then, so then I said, well, so what's causing these deaths in, in virus? He said, this COVID, which means that the vaccines are causing you to die from COVID mm-hmm. if you believe what he said. Mm-hmm. So either you believe me where the, it, it is the vaccine that is killing 500,000 people because there's no evidence that it's COVID, or you can believe what the drug company is telling you, which is those deaths are caught, the the vaccine is causing you to die from COVID. As soon as you get the vaccine, you're going to die from COVID within, you know, weeks or days or, or months or or a year, you're going to die from COVID. It's, it's increasing COVID deaths. I mean, either way you, you look at it, it's stunning because you either believe me or you believe the detractor you know, from the drug company, the the guy who's kind of debunking me. But either way, like, why would you take these vaccines? There's just no, <laughs> there's no benefit. Right. And, right. and, and, and then the, the other thing uh, we talked to, we had this Twitter debate with uh, where there, a uh, Dr. Uh, Gu, um, I'm, I'm blanking on his first name, um, but he's famous. He's got 500,000 followers on Twitter and uh, you, I think it's Eugene Gu. And Dr. Gu is saying, well, I only trust the large randomized trials, and the large randomized trials didn't show any death. And I said, that's interesting. And so, you know, can we have a debate on that? And so he, he joined the room. And then he- Let's pause I, there. I let's, let's pause there and okay. tease that and go back, because I want to pick up where you left okay. off there with that debate. We are talking with Steve Kirsch, who has put his money, by the way, where his mouth is. I mean, he has, he has put serious cash on the table. Uh, trying to get debates on this vaccine data. We'll get into that and more here in a moment. My pillow finally has their original my slippers back in stock. It was close to a national crisis for all those who are working from home now. So don't miss this opportunity to get Mike's number one bestseller while supplies last. My slippers. They now come in a ton of additional sizes and new colors. And when you use my promo code BECK, you're going to save $90 a pair. That means they're $49.98 per pair. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design. You're not going to find that in any other slipper. The patented layers make the slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They'll help relieve the stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. Get your 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to save 90 bucks on the original My Slippers, $49.98 a pair. And while you're there, check out all the other products you've heard me rave about, from pillows to sheets to slippers. They got it all. Promo code BECK, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com.
All right, back here on the Glenn Beck Radio Program, we are the Steve Day Show filling in here talking today with Steve Kirsch about why we need to stop these shots. And Steve has attempted to engage the other side of the argument, told us about one exchange he had, I think as recent as last night in a debate. Now, another one that you got into on Twitter, Steve. Pick up where you left off from there. Yeah, so um, Eugene Gu, Dr. Eugene Gu, excuse me, um, Dr. Eugene Gu basically went on Twitter and said, look, you know, I only, I'm a doctor. I only trust these large scale trials and that's what guides me in my practice. And I said, so, you know, so that's, that's really interesting that he just ignores the anecdotes. And, and so I wanted to press him on that point and, and then ask him, well, what do you think is causing all these death reports in Varus? We never got to that. Um, we just spent over an hour just talking about anecdotes and uh, so anecdotes uh, means, uh, oh, you know, it, it, it's uh, a small number uh, of, of events, of, of, of evidence. And so I asked him, I said, look, if you gave the shot to 20 of your, your patients and 10 of them died within a week after the shot from uh, cardiac arrest, what would you do? Would you say, oh, that's, um, I'll just keep doing it because the randomized trial, the large randomized trials say they're safe and effective, or do you believe what's in front of your own eyes? And he basically said, well, I would um, pause at that point and I would check with my peers and see if they were um, uh, seeing the same thing and, you know, would not move forward until I was was confident that uh, there was nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And And so... Well, what's interesting is, is is that what they say in public about, well, they only view these large-scale clinical trials and, and they dismiss all anecdotes. Once you ask them a, a kind of a, hey, you know, in your clinical practice, what would you do if you saw the, this is anecdotal data. It's anecdotes. What's what's in front of you? It's, you know, it's only 20 patients. It's only 10 of them um, died and they all died within a week. Um, and... Would you? And, and he basically he basically said he would change his clinical practice based on t- ten patients dying. I mean, so what was stunning is that what they say in public about well, we only trust the large scale trials and it must be safe, and we don't pay any attention at all to anecdotes. When you actually get down to it, and you ask them the the critical question which is okay so what happens in your practice it's like you get a completely different answer he's he's basically he's guiding his his what he does in his clinical practice based on anecdotes because those anecdotes overrode these large scale clinical trials now this is stunning because it says hey if i can give you some compelling anecdotes then that overrides it and so that then shifts the discussion because it's really hard to get some of these studies like when right they Peter largely McCullough, control who does and yeah. gets these kinds of studies yeah the system does the very exactly. the very the very system overlooking this i'm up against a hard break here in two and a half minutes but what you just described it, and what you caught him in was a was a shell game so we we create this ver system as an offset for indemnifying these vaccine manufacturers 30 years ago 
Um, and then when we reach a, an, unf- an, an unprecedented critical mass with these COVID jabs, that's all anecdotal data that we can't actually act on. Um, and so therefore, we don't have a large critical uh, random controlled trial, I should say. But they decide who does those RCTs, but, uh, but they don't respond to the anecdotal data, no matter how much it escalates or climbs within VAERS. That, that's a shell game, Steve. There's no critical mass. That, 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 there's no oversight there at all. What, you're, you're, you know, it's heads I win, tails you lose, kind of stuff. Uh, it, it, it is, uh, but but you know the thing is that you have to continue the conversation because then you have an admission that he does pay attention to anecdotal data of in just twenty patients. It changes his practice, and once you do that, then we can get into a discussion where we can bring in a whole lot more evidence that he just admitted he will pay attention to, but he dropped off. He dropped off the discussion before we could get a chance to get there. <laughs> hmm. All right. So w- when we come back, Steve, I, I want to take you to my home state of Iowa, where I live, where we were one of the freest state, maybe the freest state in the union during the lockdowns. Uh, yet we are still promoting these jabs, despite some troubling data that I've unearthed that I want to share with you and our audience to get your reaction to, because I'm, I'm guessing it's not atypical of what you are seeing nationwide. And then there was this Zogby poll on vaccine injury. We'll talk about that, too, when we come back on the Glenn Beck program. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck Radio program. We are the Steve Day Show (laughs) filling in. We are with Steve Kirsch. Get his substack, Steve Kirsch, K-I-R-S-C-H, Steve Kirsch, dot substack.com that's where he went after he got banished everywhere now twitter just brought him back you can get a link there by the way to a piece he wrote as early as may of 21 on whether or not you should get vaccinated for trial site uh looking at some of the early data and i want to look at some of the data that we have going on right now steve so here in iowa where i live we have a fairly large and significant banking and insurance financial sector here And a CEO that works in that sector, I know, I had him run some numbers for me. And he looked at the excess deaths numbers for Iowa. And what he found is that here through through October in 2022, we were on pace to outdo the total excess deaths throughout the, the prior three years before COVID, 2017 to 2019. And of course, when you bring up these kinds of numbers, these numbers exist you know, almost everywhere in the world. All right. When you look at mortality numbers, all cause excess deaths compared to where they were pre COVID, they are still too high despite the existence of these vaccines. And just like what you ran into, they'll usually come back with, well, that's long COVID. The problem here is in the state of Iowa, only once in the last 290 days, have we reached double figures in daily COVID deaths. That was one time July 10th in the last 290 days. So how do you explain that COVID deaths are still extremely low while all excess deaths in Iowa are still 
way too high and higher than they were trending in the three prior years to COVID. I'm trying to raise this question with our governor, Kim Reynolds. She did a fantastic job governing our state during COVID. We might have been the freest state in the union. We were one of the few states that had no stay-at-home orders. We were the first state to bring back high school sports, etc. But we're still running commercials with our Department of Health here telling pregnant women if they get this jab, they can pass on the antibodies to their babies. And yet we have this data that shows that excess deaths are still higher than they were pre-COVID, despite the fact COVID deaths are anemically low. What other possible explanation other than perhaps a lag in, you know, early detection because lockdowns got rid of everything that was elective in, you know, in terms of medical nature, fine. But there has to be some admission here. There's no, there's no other factor here that would contribute to something like that. Is there, Steve? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, Steve. (laughs) <laughs> I certainly, nobody has brought that up as to w- what could be the cause if it's not the vaccine. I mean, it, it, you're looking for something, basically, that has, it's got to be injected into people because we're seeing causes of death that are all over the map. And if it was something that you ate or something that you breathed or something external, it's Typically, it's going to be a single uh, type of death, right? So if there's mm-hmm. poison gas, you're going to die because you're breathed in the poison gas. If the water is poisoned, everyone's going to die because they drank the poison water. But if you can inject something internally you can uh, and create blood clots all over your body, you can create a whole variety of sim- symptoms. So we're looking for something. So we have to narrow it down. Let's narrow it down, right? We got, we're looking for something that is uh, injected. It has to be novel because we've never seen anything like this before. And it has to be in massive numbers of people because we're seeing massive rises in all-cause mortality. So what's something that's novel, injected, and <laughs> and, and, um, and, and done in mass numbers? I mean, hmm. there, I can only, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make the list here, but right. I only come up with... Uh, <laughs> with with one thing <laughs> back in back in august steve zogby came out with a poll that showed first and foremost far more americans knew someone who had been vaccine injured from this covid vaccine than had died of covid it also showed 14.8 percent of all adults answered in the affirmative when asked quote were you diagnosed by a medical practitioner with a new medical condition within a matter of weeks to several months after getting vaccinated? 14.8%. But here's even more disturbing numbers. Among those 18 to 29, Steve, uh, 30% reported that. Among those 30 to 49, 23% reported that. How do we explain that? By anything other than well, what's the obvious explanation? What did the governor say? it's like i mean look you know science is all about looking at the evidence in front of you and looking at the possible hypotheses and the cdc's hypothesis is the vaccine is safe and effective and our hypothesis is that it's not effective at all in fact it's making things worse and it's killing people because it's not safe now i have spent (laughs) Over a year, I started doing this. I started going public with this May uh, 25th of 2021. Okay, so it's now a year and a half later. And I have yet to uncover any evidence 
that is consistent with the safe and effective narrative when you look at it closely. But I've looked at very closely at at lots of pieces of evidence, and they all go into the it's not safe or effective and should be stopped immediately bucket. Now, I would I, I, so so right now I'm preparing a list of just 20 questions. And so I'm going to ask these people, hey, if you disagree with with me, instead of answering the 125 questions that I, I posted on my website, let's just narrow it down to to 20 questions. And I've got, you know, I, I won't, I'm up to 18 now. I don't think I have to add another two. But, you know, it's it's like you can't explain these. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and, and some of these are very, very simple. So, for example, there is this guy named um, John Campbell. And he's got, I think it's like 5 million followers on on YouTube. And he was pro-vaccine when he first started doing this YouTube channel. And so over time, this guy has got gone from a, you should go get the vaccine, it's safe and effective, to he just posted a video and he couldn't even post it to YouTube. He posted it on Rumble because YouTube would take it down. He basically called for a halt to the vaccine, and he couldn't call for a halt on YouTube. He had to switch platforms to a platform which was uncensored. So this guy is followed by 5 million people. He explains the, all the medical jargon to people in plain English. That's why he's so popular. He does a fantastic job of that. But I never followed him because he wasn't interpreting the data correctly. And it's like, you know, I don't need more more narrative. But what happened is he kept following the data and following the data and following the data. And he's like, well, this shouldn't be that like this. And 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 he and he he's like, he's he, you could see him going from blue pill, which means you believe the narrative and you believe everything the government mm-hmm. is telling you. Mm-hmm. And it's do- and the whole thing is documented on YouTube where he's basically just praising the narrative and now he's going completely against the narrative. That is stunning, okay? Because this guy is jeopardizing his income stream. He has a huge income stream on YouTube. I mean, it is... It's got to be enormous. And this guy is basically, you know, you can't call him a grifter. He is going from making, I don't know, he must be making millions of dollars on YouTube to essentially going to zero income because YouTube will probably ban him because they don't like people who tell the truth. So this guy is completely, I mean, hats off to him. He is, he is risking his entire income stream to tell people the truth. Now, and he's not the only one, Asim Malhotra. Yep. Super highly respected. He is on the effectively the Today Show in the UK. They boot him off the show because he's, he's, he, he was telling people the vaccines are safe and effective and you should be vaccinated. Now he's telling people, I made a mistake. My dad died. I looked into it. And the, when you look at the data, there's, there's no question as to what's going on here. The data is, is very clear that these vaccines are the most dangerous intervention 
uh, in that we've ever had the most dangerous healthcare intervention that we have had in 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 our history. Hmm. And so he's telling people we have to stop the shots now. Exactly the same thing that John Campbell is telling people. And so my question is, hey, you've got all of these people who were highly respected, and suddenly now they're they're saying these vaccines are unsafe. So we should basically not respect them because they changed their views mm-hmm. when they looked at the data. And the, the other question you have to ask yourself is, how many people went from essentially red pill, which means you think the vaccines are unsafe, to being a promoter of the vaccine when they looked more carefully yeah, at the it data? It doesn't seem to go the other way. Yes. It doesn't seem to go to the other way. Correct. I can't. I can't even think of a non-famous person mm-hmm. who went the other way. That's an but excellent point. That, yep. But the fact that, I mean, it's like so obvious to people at this point. We don't have to talk about um, T-cells. We don't have to talk about mRNA. All we have to do is talk about, well, why are so many people? Like, I mean, the UCS, at UCSF, I talked to a nurse uh, who used to work at UCSF. She's... Um, She's very well connected. I got about a minute. Go ahead. Okay. She was one of the top nurses at UCSF. She said, nobody at UCSF is getting the jabs anymore. Hmm. They all realize that they've been had. And I talked to Asim Malhotra. I I did an interview with him. He said on the the, the video uh, interview that there are no doc, no cardiologists in the UK are getting the jab. I mean, look, you've got no doctors at UCSF getting the jab. You have no cardiologists in the UK getting the jab. Like, this is not a few misinformation spreaders. This is every cardiologist in the in the UK. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there maybe there are one or two, but this is all the doctors and nurses at UCSF. I mean, like, what more do you need? Hmm. folks. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what's it going to take to change people's minds? Let's talk about that when we come back. A new term was introduced into the lexicon this year. Died suddenly. It's also the topic and the title of a documentary that uh, Steve was a part of that's heading towards 15 million views on Rumble, despite the fact it has largely been censored. We'll discuss that next. The Glenn Beck Program. Let's conclude our conversation this morning with Steve Kirsch. Steve, I've got about four minutes here uh, on the Glenn Beck radio program. The term died suddenly became part of the American lexicon this year. Uh, Sort of a catch-all phrase to explain the inexplicable because we don't want to actually acknowledge the explanation for it. You're part of a documentary that was released uh, just about a month or so ago that is approaching 15 million views on Rumble. That's got to be one of that platform's most viewed uh, entities ever. Of course, it's being censored everywhere despite that amount of traffic. It's called Died Suddenly. Tell us about it. Well, you know, it it highlights uh, this observation, which I think was uh, maybe first disclosed on the Stu Peters show, Um. And, and then I picked it up and, and started writing about it, which, which is that embalmers uh, 
were seeing these um, long blood clots that they could pull out, you know, they could pull out a two foot long or three foot long blood clot out of a body and the blood clot was intact when they pulled it out. And they have never seen anything like that before in their history. And the, the, one of the embalmers talks about he went uh, to an, a, a conference of embalmers with 100 embalmers in the room and asked, is, is anyone else seeing this? And everybody raised their hand. And so the, this is just, you know, completely uh, stunning um, that uh, these people are being, you know, this is happening <laughs> across the country and it's being uh, silenced and the only possible cause for these clots is this novel injection gives it, it, it and it only started appearing after the injections rolled out but what's stunning is i did a death survey and the death survey i asked people hey do you know anyone who died from 2020 to to uh to present for any cause whatsoever it turns out that died suddenly is the number one is the number one symptom of death for anyone under sixty five wow. who died past the when the, the in, in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two and for the for the unvaxed it doesn't even register wow but for the vaxed it's the top cause I mean how are they going to explain that. Steve, you have done incredible work. Remind our audience how they can continue to follow the work that you're doing. Sure. It's uh, stevekirsch.substack.com. And I've been writing articles uh, since October. So a little bit more than a year from now, I probably have about a thousand articles on the site. And you don't have to read all thousand, uh, but there's some great stuff there. God bless you, brother. Thank you for joining us this morning, and hopefully we highlighted your work to more people because it deserves to be seen. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Yep, thank you. All right, we'll come back with Hour 3 here on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. And I think especially after what you just heard, it is time to discuss trials and execution.com, and we will do this it next. the Glenn Beck Program.